Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. My name is Jeff Gellin of Solid Canine Training, and it's time to wake up. Wake up to all the fucking bullshit that's going out there in the dog training world, all the lies, misinformation, unethical business practices, unprofessionalism, um, um, just money-sucking folks. And trust me, we charge a lot of money, but boy, do we give away a lot for free, bless you. Um, And uh, um, uh, I'm exposing it all, but I'm also educating you in the process. All I care about is the education, but also I've got to make you aware of the lies. I want an educated consumer going into your dog training choices. You do not have to hire us. You don't even have to freaking listen to me. Um, But I want you to be able to make that choice on your own. If you're going to not like me, make it on your own. If you're going to hire somebody, you should know what you're walking into. That is the, the, the motivation behind the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show is to raise the bar in this industry and for the consumer to be more educated and frankly, for the consumer to actually not even have to hire a dog trainer, myself included. Um, you never have to give us money at all. And um, all you need to do is um, pay attention to our free content. Obviously, um, we're a business and we make money through um, um, transactions with clients, through um, um, in-person training, through online courses, which will save you a ton of money. With our online courses, you actually never have to hire a dog trainer again. Um, we've got coaching um, programs coming up for Joelle and I. We're actually doing um, a bunch right now. I'll get farther into that. We have a free Q&A every Wednesday and Friday starting. So that means not starting. I've been doing it for 13 years. Um, um, one of the longest running, if not the longest running Q&A show for dog training um, in the world. Um, um, if not, it's been... been that, that's fine, but I, I believe it is. 13 years is a long time. Um, this is pre-mainstream um, internet, pre-YouTube, pre-a lot of stuff. Um, so what I'd like to talk to folks today about is a bunch of things. I've got some input on some comments made last night, and I'd like to, in this morning, and I'd like to always um, talk about that because I want folks to learn how to read between the lines and the bullshit of dog training. But I also wanted to dispel a lot of the nonsense that's going on out there with a lot of these catchphrases that have no substantial meaning or documentation or proof behind it. The big issue is this bullshit about force-free dog training. If you're not familiar with who I am, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. I am a real-world dog trainer for the last 20 years, over 10,000 dogs, almost 300 seminars traveling around the world, specializing in the stopping of unwanted behaviors with extremely challenging dogs. Yes, I'm capable of training a eight-week-old, 10-week-old puppy with an easy-peasy dog, but I specialize in stopping things. Nobody's turning dogs into shelters because of good qualities or turning the dogs into shelters because of unwanted wanted and bad qualities. And my goal is to keep dogs out of shelters. It is not to go into shelters and rescue dogs and grow my angel wings. Um, my, my mission in life is to keep your dog in your house because the chances of your dog being adopted out of your house is um, simply um, uh, slim to um, I don't want to say none because many dogs are adopted. I'm not going to discourage anybody from adopting a dog. But if you're going to adopt a dog, um, I'd like to help you adopt the correct dog um, instead of living a life of hell with your dog that possibly will be dysfunctional and destroy your family life and eventually the dog. This show airs Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Tuesday and the Thursday show, as of this week, has been transferred over to Patreon. Patreon is a $10 a month um, uh, uh, program that I offer that has its own Zoom Q&A. It has um, uh, uh, different um, podcasts. It has this podcast now as well on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And as of this morning, I've announced that folks that are part of our Instagram subscriber, which is only $4.99. You can listen to the Tuesday and Thursday show. A link is going up later today on on, um, how to get to the show that we did yesterday. But if you are not a subscriber of our Instagram channel, if you go over to our Instagram channel, which is everything that I do is Sally Canine Training. And if you go up into the stories, there is a story there to sign up for our subscription. And in the same location will be a link to yesterday's show. Um, And you can ask questions and you can view the replay. 
what the difference is on the Tuesday and Thursday show is the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday show, folks usually are not allowed to ask questions about anything else that is not pertaining to the topic at hand. But on Patreon, you can ask questions just about everything. So again, more content, more opportunities out there for you to ask your dog training questions and get immediate help. Um, Murph and I will get to your question. I figured out what was wrong um, and what I will be changing for the next show. We'll give that a shot. The, there's this misconception out there that um, this force-free dog training nonsense, there is no such thing as force-free. Let me just make that free and clear. The only thing that is force-free is people's imagination, marketing slogans, and ways to um, make you, the consumer, feel good about handing your money over to a dog trainer. And there is not... Um, uh, 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 results oriented or the results are very, very long. And, um, uh, why would you want to wait, um, months to stop your dog from jumping, from barking, from biting, from running out windows, from pulling on a leash, from um, getting its nails cut, from uh, 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 performing obedience at a higher level when it already knows the obedience. This, as soon as you put on a leash, a dog, as soon as you put a leash on a dog, and I believe almost everybody out there that practices force-free dog training is putting leashes on dogs. Let me just tell you right now, you are using force. If you use a leash on your dog and call yourself a force-free dog trainer, you are an outright blatant liar, spreading misinformation and falsehoods. A leash limits the free access the free roaming the free space that a dog is allowed to have if you have a six foot leash the dog is limited to six by 3.14 that is the amount of space the dog is limited to that's pretty forceful you are confining the dog to a bubble so you're actually feel good about the slogan but you're actually not doing it when you put your dog in your vehicle and you close the doors, you have forced the dog to stay in the vehicle. When you close your dogs at night and you do not let your dogs come and go as they please, whether that's even with a doggy door, you might close the doggy door. And if you have a doggy door, you might have an underground fence. If you have an underground fence, you might have a hard fence. You are still forcing the dog to be contained in your yard. Everybody thinks force is physical. We are forced to abide by the speed limit. Now, you can choose not to listen to that, and then a, penalt a penalty, if you are caught, will come down upon you, but most people are abiding by the speed limit through force the threat of a punisher. You are forced to arrive on your job on time as the threat of not being employed by that company. You are forced to actually excel at your job or you will not have a job. I call it just the right thing to fucking do. I call it work ethic. Now, we have a video on nail cutting. There is a nail cutting video that we have. Most people that struggle, and these are not pertaining to the people that don't struggle. So I can cut my dog's nails. I can cut, cut 75 to 80% of the dogs that come into our facilities nails, and I am not a groomer. My staff are not groomers. We can cut their nails easily. Pick up their, pick up their leg, clip, 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 dremel, dremel, dremel. No problem, no fight, no pushback, no screaming, no nonsense, no, no temper tantrums. Now, we have 20% of the dogs out there that will do anything from a small shit fit to a World War III. China and the, and the, the USA are a nuclear war battle, and they will fight to the death. That's who this video is made for. And if you want to know what the, um, the video is at, if you go to training. Um, set up to the solid canine. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I usually have a beautiful, stunning co-host sitting next to me who does all this stuff and more. Um, her name is Joelle, and you'll see her tonight. 
bright and shiny after a day at the beach because she's I am forcing her to go to the beach today. So don't tell if you asked her to mind being forced, she will happily say, not at all. So the video that we have on nail cutting. People struggle for years cutting their dog's nails because they buck like Broncos. They scratch, they bite, they scream, they yell, they pull away. This video will show you exactly the proper use of force that within less than a week, your dog will lie down quietly, not even being handled by anybody, and it will allow you to clip the dog's nails, dremel the dog's nails, not making a peep. How is that accomplished? Through force. And then... Imagine you have a one-year-old dog that is fighting like hell, and imagine one week later the dog is not fighting, then imagine that dog lives till 10 years old or longer. You've got nine years of now the dog happily getting its nails cut without any objection. When you have a dog that does not want to do a command but knows the command, force gets activated. Or you have a selective listener or if you have a um, stubborn dog. So if your dog knows the command down, and you say down, because you've practiced it a couple hundred times, and the dog refuses to do the down, and you reach in your pocket, and the dog flies to a down. Why does the dog fly to the down? Because it thinks it's getting a reward. So the dog knows down, because as far as I'm concerned, I can reach in my pocket, I can give a dog a command, like roll over. And my dogs don't know roll over. And I can reach in my pocket, and guess what? My dogs are not going to roll over. But if the dog knows roll over and refuses to do roll over, and you reach in your pocket, the dog rolls over. Now, we don't force dogs to roll over because I can care less about roll over. But when it comes to sit, down, place, recall, heel, there is an element of force in there. And when your dog understands fully, what to do, but refuses to do it, that is when you apply your punisher on a known command. So now your dog goes, I want to avoid the punisher. So now your dog is avoiding the force. And that is not a bad concept in dog training. It is a very common way of dog training. It is not my way of dog training. It is an extremely popular way of dog training. See, we just happen to be, you know, the guy that's been doing podcasting for 13 years. We're the ones who get their, their videos hijacked and made into these, these hate videos. But I assure you, there are dog trainers out there that are doing horrific things with your dog. I hear about them every day, and I'm sitting there going, people are literally trying to put me out of business, threaten the lives of my children, committing threatening to committing horrific atrocities towards my family because I'm stopping aggressive dogs with a cotton towel. Meanwhile, there are trainers out there that are swinging dogs around on choke chains below six months old. But you don't hear about them. I do. You don't. I hear about them all the time. But they don't show it on social media. They don't talk about it on social media. They don't even have social media. So... People need to wake up and realize what is going on in the industry. And just because somebody is brave enough and has the courage enough to speak the truth, Gary Wilkes comes to mind, Sean O'Shea comes to mind, a few others come to mind, myself included. We're just the ones speaking the truth. We're just the ones that are brave enough to speak the truth. And other people that are practicing stuff are not brave enough. They will lie to you through either not talking about it or the outright blatant denial that they're doing it. But I assure you, being in this industry for 20 years, you see a lot. You see a lot of stuff. As somebody that's traveled the world training dogs, you see a lot of stuff. I don't name names because I find that unprofessional. I named four names right now. These are people that are like brave enough to tell the truth of what thousands of dog trainers are doing. So A-frame. Does everybody know what an A-frame is? Dog walks up it, dog walks down it. It looks like the letter A. 
many people think that if you use a reward-based system by putting food, um, you know, every couple inches, every couple of feet, the dog is just going to magically that um, walk up the A-frame. But I assure you, when your dog is afraid, it's not going to do it. Food response shuts down when fear is activated. Anybody that knows anything about dogs understands these concepts. High-pitched voices, begging, pleading, bribing, putting a trail of peanut butter up and down the A-frame. Your dog doesn't give a shit. So what do you do? You stress your dog out today. You try it again tomorrow. You try it again the next day. Three months later, the dog has maybe gone up to two steps, two feet. There's no steps on an A-frame. Meanwhile, what do we do? We, quote unquote, drag, force the dogs up the A-frame, down the A-frame, up the A-frame, down the A-frame. Within five minutes, those dogs are happily going up and down the A-frame, off leash on command. Five minutes. Five minutes instead of five days, five weeks, five months. Why stress out a dog on day two and beyond when you can do it in five minutes? If you're going to apply stress to a dog, which everybody does, even if they deny it. Oh, I want to go to a fear-free vet. Has it ever occurred to you that the dog walking in the vet office, the dog is actually experiencing fear? I know the sign on the front door says fear-free dental cleaning, fear-free vets. But have you ever thought that your dog is actually afraid to walk in the building? So now what? So now what do you do? Have you ever thought about the dog trainer that advertises reward-based training only? We don't use force, aversives, punishers, fear, pain, discomfort to train your dog. Have you ever thought that when your dog goes from your car to the training center and is surrounded by barking dogs, that your dog is fearful? Just walking in the building, your dog is fearful. So what happened to the slogan? What happened to the sign on the front door? How about this? Dogs is, exist in a world of fear, insecurity, and nervousness. And it is your job to build confidence. And you don't build confidence by taking a fearful dog and try to accommodate it, make it happy, reward it. What you do is you utilize leash pressure, understand leash handling, understand compulsion, work your dog through the issues, have the dog be successful, celebrate that success, rinse and repeat, and next thing you know, in a matter of hours or days, you've got a dog that actually will happily do these commands. So there's a proper way to force a dog. Dog doesn't want to go on the crate. So many people, when we give a, we will have a video on how we do it, will say, why don't you just throw kibble in the crate? Obviously, you've never worked with a dog that doesn't want to go in a crate, even if you put a stake in there. You put your biggest HVT, more acronyms, high value treats. The dog's not going to go in. Now, what do you do? So now what do you do? What do you do? You avoid force, you avoid compulsion, you avoid a punisher, and it doesn't work. Now what do you do? Now what do you do? Now what do you do? So, if you utilized force to get the dog in the crate, which we do, we have a very specific way to get dogs that don't want to go in the crates that say weigh 30, 40, 90 pounds that don't want to go in the crate. And if you tried to put them in the crate, they might bite you. We have protocols on that. Do you know that we can get a dog that doesn't want to go in a crate? We can do that in five minutes or less, happily. 
walking in on their own power. Name, name the obedience command, name the unwanted behavior you want to stop, we can do it. And a lot of people will say, everybody wants things done quickly. That's a common catchphrase. Like, well, yeah, I want my dog to be able to go into a crate quickly because you've got to go to sleep right now. Yeah, I want you to stop jumping on grandma quickly because you're going to break her hips. Talk to any emergency room doctor about that one. Yeah, I want my dog to start barking, stop barking out the window because it's annoying quickly. But it's methodical. Everybody thinks it's random yelling and screaming and like hitting and like shocking and kicking and like upsetness and madness. No, it's methodical. There's methodical ways to train obedience commands and there's a methodical ways to stop obedience commands. It's not this random thing. There's actually systems in place that are methodical. So learn how to properly utilize force. Believe it or not, you can utilize fear. Fear is a powerful motivator. And of course you can utilize a reward-based system, but what happens if that does not work? What happens if that fails? What happens if the dog starts getting selective and will only do it six months into the training only for food? Think about all these things. Okay, Murphy says, happy Wednesday, Jeff. Just wondering if you guys figured out why uh, some of us could ask questions on yesterday's show via Patreon and others couldn't. Yes, because you've got to go to, and it's my fault, You, I didn't put up the actual link. I just put up the, I put the link behind the scenes, which showed you, you were able to watch it, but not ask questions. So I need to also put up the link on Patreon. This is for my Tuesday and Thursday show on Patreon. And then starting tomorrow, you'll be able to see it on subscribers as well. Um, I tried the instant link and um, going through my Patreon account with zero luck. Right. I know my fault. Linda, I always love listening and watching your data. Um, I literally cannot believe the hate out there. I should have posted on my page and boy, oh boy, did I take the hate right along with you. Unbelievable. Yeah. See, this is the thing is because you're, 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 these people are sheep. They're sheep. We live in a world of sheep. There's very fair wolf. There's very few wolves out there. Everybody's a sheep. The biggest example that's going on right now is Elon Musk. Do people actually fucking know what they're talking about? Do they actually know what they're talking about? He's limiting free speech. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you realize that everything negative said about Elon Musk right now is absolutely going on prior to Elon Musk taking over the company? Do you think people this guy is a schmuck? He's one of the most brilliant people right now that exists. Do your research. Stop believing all these, the, 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 the massive media catchphrases. Do your studies. Study what he did. Study, study. Go back, PayPal and before. He is making free speech available. And that scares the fuck out of people, so they flip it. And that is what the formula is when the higher-ups get afraid of the public getting out of line, start speaking the truth, they spread falsehoods. It's the same thing in the dog training industry. It makes people afraid. When you start breaking the norm, going against the norm, fighting the system, people make up lies. I can't stand Jeff Gelman. Ask them why. Why? Specifically why? Give me reasons why. Solid, concrete reasons why. I don't like the way he trains. Trains how? How does Jeff train? How does Jeff train all his obedience commands? Because I clicker train dogs. You have a problem with that? Well, I don't like the way he is so forceful for dogs. What is he for so forceful for dogs about? Well, he uses a bonker. When does he use a bonker? What is he trying to stop? Like, really, do, 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 do folks, people actually know what they're talking about? And that's just not me, but about anybody. Do you know what you're actually talking about? No, they don't. 
but they hear a catchphrase and they run with it because they want to be part of a crowd. They don't want to stand up and they don't want to get hate against them. And God forbid you agree with somebody that everybody else disagrees with because now you're a target. Instead, say, fuck you, stand your ground. And if enough people started doing that, we can, we can shift the way that people think and get people to be independent thinkers. But nobody wants to become an independent thinker because people are afraid. They are afraid. Stop being afraid. Stop being a freaking wimp. Strap on a set of fucking balls and go out there. And everyone's got these catchphrases to suppress opinions. It's hit every industry that is out there. So stand up and fight against it. And if you can't think for yourself, if you cannot give definitive responses, what don't you like? Give me specific examples. Not just these general terms that are cut and paste responses that you heard from somebody. Do you even know what you're talking about? Um, Kyle, good morning, Jeff. Hope all is well. Things are fantastic. Murph, perfect. Thank you. Um, Mark, how do you encourage your clients to work with you? A dog owner, I don't, um, well, I, okay, hold on here. A dog owner who has never listened to any advice and helpful to his own dog. You fire them, Mark. You fire them. It's not, you do not have to help everybody. If someone is not interested in your information, if somebody does not care about what you have to say, you say goodbye and good luck. And let them find somebody that they agree with and they'll probably be stuck in the same shithole that they're in now. Academy at SolidCanineTraining.com. Academy at SolidCanineTraining.com. Deb says, morning, Jeff. How's the weather down there? It's fantastic. It's in the 80s, high 80s, sunshine and beautiful. TMI, I walk outside every morning at 4.30 in the morning, let the dogs out in my underpants. December 6th, 7th, what is it? It's fantastic. I love it. I love it down here in Florida. Um, David says, I've seen one of those trainers pop up in my feet. Ain't no way he's going to swing my dog like that in his fancy jumpsuits. So I am not going to comment on this person's name. But David, I would do your research about that trainer. He is an excellent trainer. I don't mention names, but I know exactly who you're talking about. He is an excellent trainer. I challenge anybody that criticizes that person to do a public seminar with dogs lunging at your face, walk up to them with a slip lead, lasso the dog, and get control of that dog. I challenge anybody to do that. He is not a bad trainer. I know who you're talking about, but I don't mention names. But I read the comments and I see the, 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 the hate spewed against this person and they don't know a damn thing about this person. And I've never spoken to him. I've never met him. I've never seen him, but I know what he's doing. He's working with dogs that nobody else will work with. But when you have a dog lunging at your face, if you think that is bad, if you think that is bad, your neighborhood dog trainer is doing 10 times worse. He is showing everything he does in public. He is not hiding anything. I would revisit that and I would analyze that and pay attention to what you're watching. I challenge anybody to walk up to an unmuzzled dog that is lunging at them and get them under control. And everybody will say he's suppressing the behavior. He is flooding the dog. Bullshit, but not bullshit. He is skilled. He has skill. He has balls. You are seeing a 15 to 20 second segment of a triage. He has to get the dog into a trainable space so then he can start training. And I would challenge anybody. Now, there are people that can do that, but 99% of his critics cannot. But I have been mauled at my seminars. I get lunged at my face, and I assure you it is not pretty. 
But we are not talking. We are not talking about easy dogs. We are talking about dogs that are large, large dogs that can hospitalize you. And he is walking in there with a slip lead, with balls that drag on the fucking floor, with confidence that you would not believe. And he has skills. You are seeing a tiny portion of what this person does. And you are seeing a highlight clip. Why? It brings in views. But that is a 3 to 10 to 15 seconds of an 86,000 second day. That is not all he does. He actually trains dogs. But when you go up to a dog that is lunging at your face, you need to neutralize the threat. So if you do not have that dog... There's no reason to do it. Do you think I walk up to well-behaved dogs and do that? No. Do you think I walk up to well-behaved dogs and bonk them? No. But if your dog is attacking dogs, attacking people, attacking me, I'm going to preserve my safety. I challenge anybody to do what he's doing in public. Because that's what I do. And if you think it's easy to go into a seminar with 20 dogs that all want to take your face off and stay cool, calm, and collected, to stay cool, calm, and collected, and you do what he does when those dogs are attacking him, everybody is good with words. When it comes down to it, you're going to shit your fucking pants. Because if you have not had a German Shepherd, a Rottweiler, a Pitbull, a Doberman lunge at your face with the intent to harm. And everybody says, oh, he shuts down dogs. He makes them nervous. They shit all over the place. These dogs are already nervous, fearful, aggressive, shitting all over the place. He shows up at the scene of the crime and helps owners. He's probably helping more owners out there that are struggling than any other dog trainer. And he is showing his work because he's got a set of balls on him. And if you don't know who he is, figure it out. But I'm a fan. Um, XMG2, and I'm not mad at you, David, by the way. I just, just let you know. I'm just an intense person because it's people that, that don't see the big picture that, that, that are um, missing the boat. And it's people that are like him that, save, that actually save dogs' lives. But you have to do triage. You've got to do triage first before you can train. Triage first before you can train. Stop the unwanted behavior before you can train. Always remember you're seeing a small clip into a portal of someone's life. A very small clip. XMG12, I just push her in gently by her backside. I never raised my voice. Just ordered a prong collar. Someone told me he slips and healthies encourage wobb wobblers and dobies. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I have no problem with head halters. Sue, um, it's like the tables are flipped and the dog is the one applying the punisher when people adopt reward-only force-free ideology. I agree with you a thousand percent. I think Joel, Joel, can you hear me? Are you having me MC uh, voiceover that video with um, the uh, dog in the backseat of the car today? Is that one of my jobs I have to do today? So today, Joel will be editing a video of a dog in the backseat, and the trainers at the, at the training staff are going to be doing something that is forceful, that is making a dog's quality of life and the family's quality of life, and is 100% punitive, but the punitive creates the reward. The punitive creates a better state of mind for the dog and a better happiness state of mind for the owners. It's a dog in a car that goes buck wild and won't calm down. Stokes to hear what in the work for you guys in Florida, always a breath of fresh air listening to you. This is what I will say, Ashley. I will give you a hint. If you are within 300 miles or even more of the Sarasota Bradenton area and you want to board and train with your dog, with behavioral issues, you're gonna to wanna to go to our website and fill out a contact form and we should talk, okay? Angela, buddy, did you eat breakfast? I don't know what to make. Um, why don't you have a banana and a bar for now? Okay. okay? And I'll make you some toast. We're out of toast. 
No, Joelle's got some bread hidden. Yeah. Yeah, she's got her, her gluten-free bread. So if you're kind enough and ask her, maybe she'll let you grab a piece. All right? People are sheep. Uh, Sylvia, people are sheep because it's too much work to be a wolf. It's the path of least resistance. Um, yes. But I think in 2022, Sylvia, people are sheep because it gets them attention that makes them happy. And they don't have the courage, the courage to stand alone. They don't have the courage to be hated because they want everybody to like them. They don't have the courage to stand up and to speak the truth, not worrying about whether people are going to like what you have to say or not, but it is the truth. If you do not like the truth, that it's got nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you. And it's not just my truth. It is truth. Murph says, fire show this morning, solid points. Thank you. David says, I've only seen one of his videos. I'll check him out. Yeah, but just, just David, please, and I'm not mad at you, put it into context. Remember what this person is doing. He is holding a seminar specifically, specifically for dangerous dogs. I have worked over in the 20 years and 10,000 dogs, I've worked with probably 7,000 dogs that would all love to put me in the hospital. And it's not because anything I did to them. This is how they were when they showed up. I'm trying to keep myself safe, safe, them safe, the community safe, their family members safe. Remember, you are seeing a 15-second clip. And you are immediately making an opinion and a judgment. Please understand what you're watching, though. And if you've never, you might not own a dog like that. And I'm glad you don't. I do, not own my, I do not want to own a dog like that either. I work with those dogs, but I do not want to own my dog like that. But when you are rehabbing dogs like that, it is not pretty. I am telling you that right now. And if anybody says that it is, they are lying to you. They do not want social media pushback. And he has got the balls to fucking stand up. And I am a fan. That doesn't mean you've got to be a fan. Um, Scott says, needed to hear you today. Thanks for speaking the truth. Um, I will always speak the truth. And if it offends people, that has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me at all. David says, and I didn't watch much, much of it. And I understand, David. See, this is the thing. I understand where you are coming from. I understand why people would be upset. I understand how people can actually even be repulsed. I understand how people could actually hate this person. I understand it. But being in the trenches as I am, I also see what we have to deal with. And we have to deal, could you imagine, could you imagine a 180 pound Great Dane who is taller than you when it stands up? So when it stands up, it takes its paws and it is on your shoulders, but its head is above yours, okay? Could you imagine that dog being aggressive with intent to harm that already has six bites on its record to humans? Imagine walking into a room with that dog. Imagine the owner holding onto that dog, okay? And it's lunging at you. Imagine walking up to that dog with a small nylon leash. Imagining then within five seconds, the owner has dropped the leash and you are in full control of that dog and your skill set depends on whether you go into the hospital or not. Imagine that. There are people out there that do that work, not many. Not many. There's skill there. There is a lot of skill. And anybody that doesn't think there is, I would challenge them. This is not to you, David. This is not personal. But I would challenge them to come into the arena. I would challenge them to come into the arena. 
Irene, I've been following you for years. Thank you. I'd love to meet you someday, but all your content is spot on, so I don't need to love you. Um, now that I'm not doing seminars anymore because I'm working on online content, so I made a decision um, with Joelle in 2023 to stay off the road. We did it in 2022, but in 2023, I'm officially pretty much retired from seminars. And the reason is because of the, um, I'm 56, but I've got the energy of a 26 year old, you know, both in and out of the bedroom from what I understand. And I know TMI repulsive, you know, inappropriate content. Um, but eat healthy, go to the gym, folks, eat healthy and go to the gym. Okay. Meditate. Okay. Stay moving. But the point is that there are so much misinformation out there and there are so many people fighting out there for because they're not getting results. They think everything should be slow and lengthy and easy for the dog. And most of these dogs have got so much fear in them. All you're doing is you're extending the fear. When force comes into play, you extinguish the fear. We see it every day. And it goes against common, common I don't want to say common sense, but it goes against what your heart is telling you. But sometimes when you're training dogs, in fact, most of the time when you're training dogs, you need to use your head. You need to use your head. You need to use your head. Um, Barbara says, hi, friend. Hey, Barbara. Barbara, I must say your backyard looks heavenly. Heavenly, Barbara. So down here in Florida, you might hear some construction going on in the background. We're building an addition out of the house. We've got a little courtyard in our front yard. All right? I want one-tenth of the beauty that you have in your backyard in my front yard. The only thing missing will be the wine because I'm sober. It is stunning. Stunning. So I'm meeting with a professional on Friday. And it's like, there's the space. There's already a water feature out there. We've got great sun this time of year. It is semi-private. I want my own little front yard oasis. And I want it to be one-tenth is as beautiful as what you have created. The backyard is being overtaken now by a couple of raised garden beds. And according to Joelle, a chicken coop. So my next job is to build her a chicken coop in the, in the backyard. Angela's happy as well because shoveling chicken shit is his second favorite hobby. Barbara says, hi, Fred. What kind of work could not be done by just anyone either? Most people do not have the confidence and the skills to do that. I agree 100%. I would say 99.99% of the people out there working with dogs do not have the fucking balls or the skill set. And that is fact. And people think I'm making it up. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll arrange a seminar. I'll get 20 aggressive dogs. That's what I, that's what I did for eight years around the world. Harry, what, what's his name? David, we'd love to see the video. We have to do a private chat. I don't allow the dog trainer's name to be used on my page. Just because I just, as, as someone that has hated as much as me, as someone that has been slandered as such as me, as somebody that has gotten so much death threats, has had the FBI involved, armed guard, caring all the time, um, protecting my children. Um, I've been doxxed many times. Um, I've had people stalk. Um, my building, stock my house, put my family's life in danger. Um, there are a lot of fanatics out there that call themselves dog lovers, but they're not. They're hateful people. I don't share. I don't share names. Um, it's he's easy to find. Murph says he's easy to find online. David says it's kind of like the bonker video. It's a minute out of hours. Actually, the bonker video is seconds. David, that's a great example. That's a great example, David. In fact, I think tomorrow, I've got to make sure I've got it well planned out. I think tomorrow on Patreon and for my subscribers on Instagram, I'm going to show the full bonker video. By the way, the bonker video 
is 20 minutes long. It was turned into a 30 second hate video. It's my video. I own the video. That's my content. It is up on my YouTube channel. It is not secret video, hidden video, some mysterious video that I put up and then took down because of backlash. Fuck that. I stand behind my work and I'm proud of my work. And that seminar in Las Vegas was life-changing for people. So it'll go up. But you're right, David. That bonker makes it, that bonker video makes it look like I'm quote unquote hitting innocent dogs. That 135-pound Pyrenees was far from innocent. That little black dog was far from innocent. One was dog aggressive because it was attacked by off-leash dogs and it dragged its owner out of her wheelchair. But that just happened. That's a very well-trained service dog. But guess what? You get you get attacked by a couple of off-leash dogs. Training training um, uh, changes. The bonker video with the black dog. It looks like I'm hitting a innocent black dog. Whenever I see its bicycle, it attacks its owner. Um, Harry says, can't find who it is. Sounds like he's a good trainer anyway. As Jeff said, he's helping people with dogs that other people don't want to work with. Same as these guys. Yep. Kim says, Pazell's on Thursday, LOL. Kim, what the hell is that? I don't understand that. Harry says, I've had huge Pazell's on Thursday. What? Oh, by the way, Angelo's podcast is uh, this Thursday. Come here, Ange. Put the bar down. You don't want to eat on a podcast. Dude, what's your what's your podcast? Oh, my glasses. Oh, what, what's your what's your podcast going to be on Thursday? Uh, Egyptian mythology, probably. You going to do Asian mythology yet? I don't I don't really know enough about it. You better start studying. I'm not going to get enough for in time for the podcast. It's tomorrow, so I'm just going to do Egyptian. You've done Egyptian already, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. Can you? Can I do some Q and A with you? Okay. All right. Good. All right. You, you, your homework should already be starting now, please. All right. Um, I've had a huge success, Harry, um, uh, with my dog on knee collar. I live in Ireland, and every trainer is positive reinforcement training. It's a game changer since I started knee collar last week. Huge results already. Awesome job, Harry. Harry, I am super proud of you. Yeah. There's many countries that ban tools, but many people are using them. Um and uh, they're getting great results. And if you've got not gotten our Green to Graduate course, the Green to Graduate course is $197. Patreon members get 20% off all of our courses and consults. And um, what it does is it takes you step-by-step on how we train dogs, not only without e-cowers, but also e-cowers with a layering system. And it, it brings out the best in your dog. It improves your relationship with your dog. And it breaks all the stereotypes that you hear out there about e-cower training. Um, Harry also continues on with saying my relationship with my dog is now brilliant because there's so much less stress and we can go everywhere. These podcasts have been beyond helpful. Thanks, Jeff, as always. Harry, you're welcome. And you said the magic word. Your relationship with your dog is brilliant. So shocking your dog made it brilliant. It does. But context, please. Um, there's so much less stress. Exactly. And you can go everywhere. Exactly. And isn't that what we all want with our dogs? Mark says, good morning, Jeff. It sounds like your backyard is turning to a mini farm. It sounds great. It is. Joelle wants a farm. She wants a hobby farm with horses, goats, chickens. Where we live right now, we can do chickens and obviously our garden. And um, the way it works is then my job is to make it happen. So. It starts today. Angela and I are going to go get more um, vegetable plants, and um, really, we need more vegetables? yeah, we got to we got to fill up the second uh, raised garden bed. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Where are we going to plant? Um, if you want to, um, let me just show everybody the uh, the online academy right here. So. We've got uh, our best-selling courses are Green to Graduate right here. For $197, you can get your dog from doesn't know even its name to fully off-leash trained. Um, these are the other courses right here. And then we've got bundles. 
look at these bundles. Puppy course in the green to graduate for $295. You save $100. Green to graduate, two leash reactivity courses for $399. You save over $200. Okay, so much. We're doing so much right now online with more stuff to come. With more stuff to come. All right, everybody. Everybody have a fantastic day. Tonight's podcast is at 5 o'clock. It's an hour early because after that, we have to do our inner circle, which is a private coaching group as well. See you up front. And uh, see you guys. I'm still getting used to if I try to wave with this hand, it goes that way. It's, um, I'm still trying to get used to it. Yeah, yeah. So Mark says you're looking for some land in Brooksville, Florida to raise veggies and have some animals. We looked at a farm. Um, we looked at a 10-acre farm, Mark, in uh, Chihuahua. Where was that farm? What is it? Yeah, these are the W. Momona. We looked at a farm that it was 10 acres, huge barn, pond, beautiful house. Um, it also had a mobile home for staff and you can do anything you want to on that farm zoned, um, agriculture. It's surrounded by other farms, uh, working farms, a lot of tomato plants and veggie plants. And, um, but it's about an hour away from us. So Joel wants to live by the beach and have a farm. So we're looking at land in Greece <laughs> because there's some great opportunities there. So, all right. Carolyn says, good morning, Angelo. Good morning. Angelo says, good morning. All right, everybody. Madly in love with you. Take care. Everybody have a fantastic day. And I'll see everybody tonight.